0: Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brooke. Learn from extraordinary leaders and get a behind-the-scenes look at what it truly takes to become a network marketing hero. On this week's episode... We started to treat this like a business.
1: In the beginning, we were really excited about, you know, just sharing this with people, and we just want to help people, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's super noble, but we also have a big vision. And so when we really started to, you know, track the numbers, come up with and develop a a 90-day game
0: plan, you know, and really follow it, and not just come up with it, but take action on it every single day. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools at BlissBusiness.com. Good evening, everyone. Richard Brooke here. Welcome to
2: another Bliss Business hero call. And we have got some young, beautiful, powerful, wealthy network marketing rock stars to introduce you to tonight going to be an amazing call it is bliss business hero call number 61 so in the last two years we have interviewed 61 people that have built a four-year career or greater and in this couple's case far greater than a four-year career but done it in about a little over four years and We'll get into their story in more detail. They are uh, a couple that I have had the opportunity to um, listen to speak at some of the larger generic events in our profession, including grow, GoPro, in front of eight or nine thousand people. And I'm sure I'll get to hear them again this year at GoPro, which probably be about twelve or thirteen or fourteen thousand people. They hail from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They are the youngest millionaires in the company Isagenix, which is just about to touch a billion dollars a year in the weight loss business. Emily and Hayden Babra. Emily and Hayden, are you here? We're yes, here. We are. All the way from Minneapolis. Now, uh, <laughs> I hate to rub this in, but I'm like, wandering around my veranda in Lanai and it's got to be about 82 and sunny. What's it looking like in Minneapolis?
1: Well, it's uh we're getting the typical fall weather. It's uh today's one of the cold days, but we're in about peak bloom. Uh so the colors are absolutely amazing. So we're holding on to that right
2: now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hang on to that
2: cuz that is that, that is some beautiful beautiful stuff. So um you guys have a very interesting story, both a an interesting love story and an interesting <laughs> empire-building story in network marketing, and I'm going to let you weave those two together. And if I have it right, Emily, your at least your Isagenix network marketing story starts with you. Hayden has his own network marketing story that goes mm-hmm. back to childhood, which I'm sure he'll share with us, but... Um, tell people, um, how did you hear first hear about isogenics? What did you know about network marketing before that? You know, maybe if, if you'd been approached a few times, what was your state of mind when you were approached and, um, why did you say no? I'm assuming you said no. And then why did you say yes to isogenics? Tell us a story.
3: Awesome, Richard. Well, first of all, we're so honored to be here with you, and we just appreciate everything you do for this profession. You just add so much value. Well, let me just get to it here with with my story i you know I wasn't born a network marketing professional, quite frankly, i didn't even know what network marketing was until gosh, six years ago. I was twenty three years old working as a massage therapist, rehabbing major weight loss patients doing everything in this private practice that I possibly could do to be the best employee to hopefully get a raise, clock in early, stay late and I quickly realized in my early 20s that you know I wasn't exactly going to be living my dream life. I mean, I didn't even have enough money to purchase a home or really live without financial stress. And so you know, growing up, I was raised by a single mom, and she worked very hard, and I, I automatically just thought, I just need to get another job. And so I, th- I think a lot of people, you know, most people I speak to, they're working very hard. They just don't know how to create wealth for themselves, and that was me. I mean, I started nannying four boys. So at that time, I was working two jobs. I also had a massage table in the back of my trunk of my car. I was doing at-home massage therapy working nonstop, stop I was 22 years old and I was just looking for more. And in my quest of looking for more, I got into fitness. I started weight training, fell in love with healthy eating, and I decided I'm going to compete in fitness for a year. I'm going to make some friends, some go-getter friends. And so I started to work out with a group of women. And that was my first exposure to network marketing. It was a Sunday afternoon, all of us women were working out together and in walks in this woman named Holly DeMott and she walked in and she just had started her fitness journey she was really looking to lose a lot of weight and she started taking products and she shared it a little bit with me because I was just asking her how do you plan on losing a bunch of weight and to be quite honest I just wasn't ready to receive the whole package quite then I mean it to me, I just thought, oh, it sounds expensive. You know, you should just eat real food. I wasn't really into it. However, she was really kind and cool and I just, you know, felt like I really gained a new friend. So I added her on Facebook and I watched her for about nine months. I watched her have a transformation with our products. I mean, she ended up releasing 90 pounds, which was wow. insane. Yeah, I mean, it was the the results don't lie. But what I also saw, Richard, was was her journey professionally. So she worked in mortgage banking and she got laid off. and And I would see her from time to time at the gym. She came with me to church like we were really starting to become good friends and I asked her what are you going to do. I mean her six figure income working corporate was gone and she said I'm going to build my isogenics business. I'm going to help people. I'm never going to allow someone to dictate my future again. My gosh, I'm like, well, geez, that sounds cool. But still, I don't know. Maybe it's for me. Maybe it's not. I just wasn't ready quite yet to receive the whole package. Then it finally comes to this point where we're competing at Fitness Universe in Miami. And I had to beg for work off. I had to get people to cover for me, which most people do when they take vacations. And we shared a hotel room together, me and this woman who started taking these products. And she had her lab top out. And she said to me, I'm having my best week ever. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I, being twenty three years old, and meanwhile, my friend Holly's ten years older than me, I'm like, What do you mean? What can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because you know, this is costing me money to be here right now. A lot of money. And you're making money? And she explained to me this thing called residual income. And it was in that moment that I realized that what she was doing is something I wanted to do. And she was on to something. Because I knew how to work hard. That wasn't a question. I just wasn't making any progress towards con- you know, really living in my purpose, number one, but contributing financially. And so I was open. And it was after that event, after that fitness show, that I came home. I came back to Minneapolis, and I said, is your company hiring? And I still, (laughs) I didn't even understand, I still didn't understand that You know, it was network marketing, and she smiled, and she said, let's meet up at the coffee shop. And that's really when she presented to me everything. Um, She told me it was going to take a lot of hard work. She told me it was going to take a couple years, and we locked arms. Both of us locked arms. And, you know, I had the ability to move in with her, um, which was great. We were both single at the time. We wrote ourselves out checks for a million dollars. We All right. I became her student. Um, I was coachable. I wanted it. Uh, that whole year I committed to developing myself as a person. Um, I'd never read a personal development book in my life before network marketing. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even understand that you know we hold ourselves to a certain threshold financially, our financial blueprint. I had no clue. And that whole year was a growth year for me, for sure. Um, But in that process, into growing and learning and serving people and learning that it's not about me, that was a huge wake-up call. Um, I reconnected with my now husband, um, which we grew up together. We were in the same third grade class. We dated since sixth grade. Um, We've been best friends forever, but just like, you know, anybody that's dated their high school sweetheart, sometimes you just need time off. And so in my time off, I found Isagenix, our network marketing company. But when we started to reconnect again, he said to me, you have grown so much Because I truly did. I went from this young blonde girl that it was all about me, I complained, I blamed, I justified my way through life, until I found personal development. And so when him and I reconnected, it was like we both grew up. And I showed him my vision, and I'll let him go ahead and share what he did with that.
1: Yes, uh, so I, you know, at that time I was uh, just finishing up school. Uh, I, my original plan, or I always call it my backup plan, because I was so into football, uh, was to become a doctor. And so I had taken the MCAT. I was getting ready to apply, and then I had a, a opportunity to pursue professional football. And so I started taking the products that Emily was hounding me on a little bit, and I was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like you um i'm gonna take them um, i was somebody who had always taken uh some like protein and, and supplements and stuff like that and i, I just really, really honestly fell in love with them and uh had a great result but you know six months go by i'm getting ready for training camp i got. i finally training camp starts uh, I, I was there for about a month and then on the last day of cuts i end up getting released and i was like "Jeez, i've never been cut from anything in my life and It was, like, one of those moments where you're just, like, reality kind of sets in, and you're, like, what the heck am I going to do now? Uh, And so I came back home. I really was trying to to find my way. It was too late to apply for medical school for the fall, and I, I knew I needed to kind of fill that gap. And so while Emily was, you know, building her business and sharing the dream with others, you know, I was really starting to catch on. I was really now starting to take notice. Now that I understood that, okay, football, is out of the picture now. I, I finally finally had that conclusion. And I really just looked at this as a vehicle to make my monthly student loan payments, Uh, That that was all I wanted. I was like, if this could do that, I would be set. I can keep working at the gym for right now, uh, helping train these athletes and uh, helping run adult fitness programs, things like that. And and, uh, shortly, you know, within a few months, I was able to pay my student loan payments. And then as soon as that goal was met, it was like the vision expanded. And then we started to really have some serious conversations and uh, really figure out, you know what? What do we want with our life? Um, and so, Hayden,
2: if I can jump in here, I you know I, I see yeah. two things I want to point out to the listeners that are uh, significant. One of them's been spoke, spoken about. The other one I want you to address. Uh, so, Emily, y- y- you shared a piece of your story that I I think is just hugely significant, and that is how you locked arms and moved in with your sponsor and partnered with her and dedicated yourself for the first year to becoming a professional network marketer, which includes becoming a respected, attractive person Mm -hmm. that people want to be around. You know, you said something about your sponsor that she was nice and she was cool. Well, Mm -hmm. you know who doesn't want to hang around nice and cool people? And (laughs) one of of the things that we've all, the three of us have learned in our careers is people join us far quicker than they join our products or our company or our websites Mm -hmm. or our corporate structure or our track records. They join us and they either want to be around us or they don't. And, one of the things that I would just ask all of you listening to think about is who is there in your organization? Now, this could be somebody that you want to enroll as a partner, or it could be somebody in your upline. It could even be somebody as a, in your sideline. Who do you have that you could create as a running buddy? Mm-hmm. What Emily talked about in terms of moving in with her sponsor creating a, created a running buddy opportunity, which is, I mean, we could go on about this, but I'll suffice to say it this way. If you talk to somebody by yourself on the phone or in a coffee shop or you invite them to an event and, you know, they don't show up. And so you're wandering the hallways hoping your guest is going to show up or you go to Starbucks and they stand you up, or worse, they you go to Starbucks and they show up and, and you know they all. Oh, this is one of those. No, I don't want anything to do with that. So you basically get rejected. If you're by yourself, it can be devastating. Mm-hmm. If you're with, if you're with a running buddy, it's hysterical.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it, 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 the the contrast is magical. I mean, I have driven as you probably have. To hours and hours to a meeting that was supposed to have twenty or thirty people in it, and no one showed up except the sponsor who said they 'd have twenty or thirty people and if you 're by yourself, you know that's just it's depressing it's not it's no fun it's you get resentful if you 're with somebody if you 're with your running buddy, everything becomes fun, even the worst rejection and so I just want to point that out to the listening audience that that you know, Emily, you, you have an extraordinary success story. I'll get into your numbers, but you have 68,000 people on your team. Mm-hmm. You and Hayden are doing $2.5 million a month after six years. That puts you right on the bubble of being, you know, if you were a network marketing company on your own, you'd be in the top 150 companies. In the, in the United States, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a remarkable business, and I identify one of the secrets that may have made that possible is you creating, whether you knew you were doing it or not, that running buddy opportunity with your sponsor, where you're totally immersed in what it takes to become a pro in this business, and you did it in your first year. <laughs> And then, Hayden, what I want I, – I know you have a secret weapon too because as you're telling your story, you know, you're like, well, okay, I got on these protein products and, you know, so then I decided and, I, you know, if I'm listening here, one of the things I might be asking myself is, well, how come, Hayden, you saw it? How come you weren't one of those people who said, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't have time to sell. I don't want to do that. I don't have
1: the money. And you
2: have
3: a yeah. secret
1: weapon in your childhood. What was it? I do. You're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, I think one of the things is uh, that we're coming into, you know, a generation where you, I think people aren't starting to have that bad stigma about network marketing. And, that, and that's where uh, my parents did network marketing as I was growing up. I remember waking up and, you know, at when I was supposed to be sleeping and looking out the window and there'd be a line of cars for product pickup night. And, it, and thank God, thank God it's changed so much since then. Uh, but it, it was, uh, I saw, you know, I saw a different side of it. I saw my parents always chasing after their dreams. And You know, I know there's a lot of parents that are building businesses right now, and and there's a a sense of guilt at times that, man, should I be spending more time with my kids or, you know, what's going on? And, I mean, geez, if I got a chance to go to grandma's or my aunt and uncle's or have a babysitter, like, you know, that was always fun. And (laughs) I, but what they led by example, you know, and and to this day, uh, I'm the oldest of seven. I I've, all my siblings get to watch, you know, their work ethic. They still continue to serve other people, and that was something for me. Network. There's nothing wrong with network marketing. I saw it as a vehicle to help other people. It's and that because that's how it was always portrayed to me. Some of the best people I've ever met have been through this profession, and whether it's through the relationships my parents had or the relationships now that Emily and I have. Uh, when you work on personal development and you become that right person, you attract the right people uh, as well. And so I just, I never had that hang up. I, did I necessarily, you know, grow up thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, this is what I'm going to do. No, I didn't. But when the right opportunity came around that matched, uh, you know, really my my goals and, and what I was looking for, uh, it was just a, a win-win. And, and it was fun uh, you talk about a running buddy, you know, that's what Emily and I became and, and still to this day, yeah. you know, for some reason, some people are like, I don't know if I could work with my spouse, but we we make it work and, you know, sometimes you you have the business partner hat on and other other times you have to make sure you're, you're husband and wife. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. Well, you two are, you know, you're young in age, uh, but really wise and mature in years. I mean, I've watched you closely, just how you carry yourselves as a couple and partners in business and in life. And that doesn't happen by accident. Somewhere along the line, you learn some really good character traits. And so kudos to you. So uh, let's let's transition. Um, One of the things I like to talk about for people listening on this call is your first 90 days. And I, I, I don't think that the two of you modeled your business after the four year career, or perhaps had even read that book until maybe, I don't know when you read it, if you've even read it, but um, you know what you've done in your first 90 days what you did in your first year, personally sponsored something like 75 people in your first year, 30 or so in your first 90 days. Those are magical milestones that make all the difference in the world and separate the one percenters from the 99 percenters in our business. I mean, how you start is how you finish in this business. And
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so would you speak a little bit to, You know, maybe how you started in your first ninety days, and then maybe what have you learned about the first ninety days that even you might do differently if you were to start over.
3: Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, the well, the first ninety days. I mean, again, I listened to my mentor. I wanted what she had, and so I was just very coachable. I didn't question anything. She said what to do, and I followed suit. And so. You know, the very first thing I did, actually, and I I posted a Facebook status, and I didn't have any following like I do now. I mean, I was just a girl from a small town in Minnesota with about 400 Facebook friends, Uh, but I posted a Facebook status, very vague, nothing company-specific, just sharing a little bit what I was doing from a health perspective. So that created a little bit of interest. But what I really did, which I'm so grateful for was it was the very it was the fourth day of it being enrolled I sat down and made a list of contacts and we set a timer for two minutes and she just told me don't prejudge don't assume just write down as many names as you can think of and so that's exactly what I did and after that lesson I circled the top ten names that I was most comfortable with, and those were my guinea pigs. Um, so I'm sorry if you are listening right now and you were my guinea pig. But those were the people that, you know, I reached out to, and I was comfortable with them. You know, they were great, you know, either really good friends or family. Um, and I just shared with them, you know, the new the new company I joined, and I was so excited, and I'm so new, and I, you know, I just invited them to take a look. And some said no, but a few said yes. And then we went straight to three-way calls and set up meetings, and I just was a sponge listening to my mentor talk, present the plan, um, and little by little by little. Then I started to do more. She said, okay, Emily, now you're going to explain the products this time. You're going to ask questions this time. You're going to draw out the compensation plan this time. And so that's what we did together the first year. And Gosh, it's so, so true, Richard, what you said about having a partner that if there is those low moments, I mean, having each other kept me in the game because my mom didn't sign up until I hit millionaire status, you know, and that tore me, ripped me apart to shreds because it's your parents, like you're sad. And having a mentor and a friend with me she was telling me, it's normal, Emily, don't, you know, and I remember I wasted about a week on it. I was so bent out of shape. And she just told me, you could be serving 10 other people, but instead you're stirring with this one person. You have to release it. And so we started to just move forward, setting up meetings, um, and then inviting them to local events. And I I still remember it to this day. It was uh, it was in. It was in the summer. It was hot here in Minnesota. There was no air conditioning. And we had like planned and planned and planned and planned and got all ready for this event. And like three people showed up, and we were both so devastated. And we, but we just kept going. We just kept going. We just kept enrolling. Kept doing meetings. Kept casting the vision. And and in that first year, I mean, it, I mean, it, gosh, how many people did I even bring in the first year? I think it was 75 people about, which was great. Um, What I learned from that was how, number one, you know, getting to our highest rank in our company called Executive, you know, it really taught me to just stay in contact with the people I enrolled, regardless if they were business builders or product users. I mean, I really treated this as if I went and, purchased a store and had customers and I just kept thinking what can I do to do more for my customers and so just adding you know handwritten notes you know just giving them every seven days I would just touch them high touch communication and um, something I did learn though you know and I think a lot of people in network marketing can attest to this there was a handful of people that I wanted it more for them than they wanted it themselves you know I felt like I was cheerleading so much that it was exhausting me um and I wasn't respect respectful of my own time so I would allow you know phone calls or text messages at midnight and then again at six in the morning like I just had no boundaries I didn't I didn't I was afraid I was going to lose people if I wasn't there for them 24-7 but in fact It did the opposite effect, like they started to not respect me because of it. So I quickly learned after that first year that, you know, you teach people how to treat you, and I changed my posture with it, which allowed me to build a lot more healthy and take care of myself. Um, So, gosh, the first year, though, I mean, learned so much, and I don't regret any of it. I really don't. I mean, it was a learning experience, and now I can – help people not do what I did. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. So uh, uh, I'm curious. This uh, can be kind of a he said, she said question. Uh, Start with you, Hayden. I don't know how much personal prospecting and enrollment you do these days, but I'm sure you keep your hand in it. What Mm -hmm. kind of, Where do you tend to find your prospects, Hayden? And how do you tend to connect with them? Can you speak a little bit to, you know, how do you network?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, uh, you know, especially in in network marketing, I I think prospecting and, and enrolling never stops. Um, and as soon as that happens, it's, it's really hard to come out of a place of authenticity. And, and that's just how we decide to, you know, run our business and, and really lead from the front. Um, so we're still, that's always one of our main activities for the day. It's all we call an income producing activity, uh, because when yep. you can help somebody brand new and, and get them started, I still think that's one of the most exciting things, uh, <laughs> about the profession, right? yeah <laughs> and and so for me uh it's really a mindset of okay it's my goal today to connect with two brand new people i'm not sure how that's going to happen right now uh but i know that it's going to happen and so i go out there with the mindset of doing that because it's easy when we leave the house when we go outside if we're at the coffee shop or run through the grocery store or whatever we may be doing to just kind of have your head down you know eyes in the phone uh not paying attention to what's going on around you. I really believe in, in today's day and age, you know, take aside social media, which is unlimited, but going out and smiling at somebody can make a brand new conversation and make a brand new connection that would have never happened if if you had your head down, if you had your head can in you, the phone. And so, yeah, go ahead. Can you give us
2: a couple of case studies, like in the last two or three weeks or months? Can you tell us about a couple of people you met, where you met them, how you met them, and what that first icebreaker was? Yep,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um so one of the big areas uh that we meet just because of our, our lifestyle like we 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 always are working out. I mean, it's always part of our daily routine. We're doing something. And so the gym is a great place where uh we meet a lot of people. So, you know, just in the uh about a week and a half ago, I uh, met a new guy first. It was like his first time in the gym. Uh, his name was Joe, and, and we just so happened to be working out by each other. Uh, he was wearing a T-shirt from uh, a college that I used to play against, that we were in the same conference. And so uh, it just simply opened up as, hey, is that is that where you went to school? Uh, oh, Perfect. Oh, yeah, great. Okay. You know, like just as simple as that. And it was no yep. – Uh, You know, it wasn't my intention to enroll him that day or anything like that. It was just simply make a connection. We friended on Facebook, and now, you know, we're starting that interaction. Um, Another place – What does he do for uh, a living? What does he uh, do for a living? He's an insurance. So he's an insurance agent. Yep, for just a local local office around Minneapolis here. Uh, And so that's – That's where we met. Another one, I was just at uh, actually a networking event, which that's, you know, pretty intentional um, about, you know, what we do and and our our type of clientele that we look for. And uh, I find that, number one, that's a great way for me to practice uh, kind of a 30-second story, my 30-second commercial, um, but also at the same time to connect with other business-minded people. Uh, And so just by sharing that, you know, able to set up, Five different meetings, uh, coffee shop meetings. I get to learn what they do. They get to learn more what I do, and just making that connection. You know, maybe it eventually will work out that we'll enroll some of them and we'll be business partners. But maybe it's a great source of you know referrals. Now I have somebody that I know I can trust that does auto auto uh, repairs. You know, now I have somebody yeah. that I know I can trust that's in the financial world. Um, so those were just and, two from the last couple of weeks. of we're just, we know that we're committed and we're doing this for a long time, and so I have that intention of just connecting with people and developing that relationship. And what is your networking group? Is it
2: BNI or something else?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a BNI group. I was actually filling in for uh, one of our other associates, and so that was uh, – I love BNI groups, but with our travel schedule right now, it's not something that I've committed yeah. to, but I will be able to fill in for people from time to time. Okay. So
2: Emily, how does your prospecting perhaps different uh in terms of who you tend to connect with and mm-hmm. how you connect with them and can you give us a couple of specific examples?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's truly really all about connecting and and you know, being a solution-based company I can find a solution in people's lives pretty easily if I just listen to them and ask questions. John Maxwell, I love, he has a book on asking questions, and I'm really intentional. Number one, like I just want to know people and know their story, and so I ask a lot of questions. You know, what do you do for a living? You know, do you love it? How many kids do you have? Do you work out? I mean, I'm constantly asking questions, but, you know, what I do, uh, even at the gym, even this morning, I do group fitness classes with women. And after a while, you just start to see the same people. And so I'm very intentional in the locker room saying, how are you? And it's like, gosh, a lot of these women, they're moms, and it's the first time somebody has really even talked to them. And so they yearn for adult conversation And sometimes it's me having my products in public. Um, That's a huge thing for me. Um, And just starting to get to know each other. And the the moment I get to know them and we build trust and we know we like each other, I ask them if they're on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? 99.5% of people are on Facebook. And I hand them my phone, they type in their name, and then we stay connected. And through that process, then they see what I do and what I'm about and I invite them to a virtual event that I'm having and I might say something like this, hey, Susie, it was so great to see you in class today. You're so motivating. I'm so proud of the weight you've lost so far. I just wanted to let you know from a professional perspective, I help people through nutritional cleansing and and also get great products in their body. This might be something you're interested in. I'm doing a call tonight. You can learn more. If you're interested, let me know and I'll send it to you. If not, no big deal. I'll see you on Friday. So I never throw links at people. I ask permission before I send any link. Um, So again, it's the respect thing. Um, I do that all the time. Um, Again, it's just having that connection out and about with people and then adding them on Facebook and then getting them to a tool, whether it's one of our videos or a webinar I'm doing, or if I have the ability, I just do coffee with them. And there was one woman after my facial, I saw her in the waiting room and she was talking as she was getting checked out and, you know, she was just talking about massage and, and how much she loved it. And she comes here once a week and she was just so bubbly, like, her personality, you could feel it from a mile away. And I just interjected, and I'm like, are you seeing um, Don? This is one of the therapists. I'm like, he is my favorite. And we just started communicating. And I just told her, I'm like, I used to do massage all the time. And it was so hard for me to find a good therapist. And now I found him and I love it. And she was like, well, what do you do now? And it just opened the gates. Again, I said, I'm an executive with a billion dollar health and wellness company. And she's like, oh, you're into health and wellness. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I acted as if I'm busy because I am. And I said, I'd love to send you more information on it and got her information. And there you go. So again, it's just it's just being open, asking questions. Um, Facebook is a huge tool for me, though.
2: Well, I heard you say some wonderful things there, Emily, um, that I want to point out to the listeners. One is, you didn't speak to it, but I could hear the way you asked the question that you are deeply present to this distinction. When you ask people how they are, you're not. that's not a throwaway line for you. You actually are interested, mm-hmm. and you're not interested in the answer, fine. You're interested in everything that's underneath, fine. Mm-hmm. And I heard it in your voice, in just the way you asked, So, how are you? versus, So, how are you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you ask that question with the intention of actually being interested, in how people are and you're not the least bit interested in the standard answer, fine, we're doing okay. You really want the story. That, that's a wake-up call for people. That, that doesn't happen very often where people actually ask the question, how are you, and they've set aside the time and the energy to hear how you are. Another thing you said which Kimmy does my wife Kimmy does uh she does this brilliantly but I think it's probably underutilized in our profession you know people are so quick to want to ask a question that's going to tee people up or mm-hmm. you know do you keep your income options open or something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> or uh, yeah I I don't like I don't like that one but uh you know they're just so anxious to like tell all their wonderfulness about their product or their their opportunity or ask that that manipulative question when they could get so much farther by just asking people if they're on Facebook. Right. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) Because once you connect on Facebook, they get to see, you know, they get to see kind of behind the curtain and you don't have to say anything
3: Mm -hmm. because
2: hopefully your Facebook page is not full of food shots about what you had for lunch yesterday but it's about inspiration and it's about opportunity and it's about health and it's about fitness Mm -hmm. and you know what if any of that resonates with them they're going to comment they're going to they're going to ask you or they're going to say something which is all you need to run with a conversation. Mm -hmm. Really great stuff. But one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Emily, you said um, that you like to have your product out in the open or something like that. So specifically, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Is that a shaker bottle? Is that a, what is that?
3: Yeah, well, it's simply because I truly need my product. (laughs) Um, I have it like a pre-workout, so I take it before or I'll have like an energy shot or, um, even I, I love working from coffee shops. I meet so many people there, but I'll have the product out on the table. I'll make a shake. Um, and people ask like, what is that? Even at the Vikings game at the football game, um, I have like my bars with, and it sits out and, like, we're sitting up by a bunch of business people. And one guy was like, hey, my wife takes that, you know. And so, again, it just provokes curiosity for sure. Um, love, love having it with me at all times. Um, again, people ask questions. They're curious. They want to know what we're consuming.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um I didn't get to ask as many questions as I'd like to with the two of you, but your answers are gold. Um, Let me ask you this. What's the smartest thing you've done in your network marketing career? What what do you think is the one thing that you've Mm -hmm. done that has resulted in you
1: creating so much success? Okay, we might have slightly different answers, but oh, that's I think we'll okay. <laughs> Perfect. It, it, no, which will be good. It'll be two really good ones, I promise. Yep. <laughs> so I, I think uh, number one is we started to treat this like a business in the beginning. We were really excited about you know just sharing this with people and we just want to help people and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's super noble, but we also have a big vision. And so when we really started to... You know, track the numbers, come up with and develop a a 90-day game plan, you know, and really follow it and not just come up with it, but take action on it every single day and truly treat this like a business is when we made those really just astronomical leaps uh, as far as the amount of people we could help, uh, but also the income that we were able to generate, uh, which in turn allowed us to give more It allowed us to do more. Uh, and really start to teach people, you know, how how we do this and and really create the systems behind that. So I think treating this like a business uh, and taking action on that every single day was something that uh, was a huge, you know, kind of aha moment for us and uh, something that we like to emulate with our team.
2: Mm, That's good. I would say – I can hear that. I just want to comment on that, Aiden. I can hear in your – in your stories, I mean, it's something just for people to pay attention to. Notice how this couple, and yes, they're full-time, um, but, you know, how did they get to be full-time? Notice how they work the business every day. Notice how they've integrated the business into their lives. Notice how, where they go, what they do, who they are, they're always present to they are professional network marketers building their Isogenics business. It's always there. It doesn't have to be obnoxiously front and center, but it's not. It's not something they casually think about whenever it's convenient. It's not like, oh gosh, we're out all day and we forgot our products, or <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just, it's not like that, folks. That 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 does not build you an empire. Mm-mm. So I just want you to notice their intentionality and how deeply steeped they are in walking their talk. Okay, go ahead, Emily.
3: Yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely, walk your talk. That's that is that is leadership right there. Um, I would say, gosh, one of the one of the best things I think we've done and continue to do getting better every day is building team culture. You know, we, our team is called team vision cast, and it's a place where people grow regardless of the pace they grow at. They are still welcomed, loved, appreciated. It's a growth environment. We really, 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 really value team culture. And, you know every time we think of you know adding value like we just got done with an event here in minneapolis it's like we have team events where people gather and can meet other people we had a a whiteout party a big dance and it was for our entire team again to have fun together to take pictures together to meet other people they can do three-way calls with that can they can travel with they can share hotel rooms with it it's so important to me to intro, you know, like-minded people to each other because we all know that we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with and I'm well aware that people come into this profession and they feel alone. They're like yeah. I'm the one person in my whole world reading books and going to conferences and some of your spouses don't even see or care to hear what you're up to. But if I can intro you to other people that you know you can buddy up with through the buddy system it's huge and so the team culture i'm just so grateful for it you know there's there's no negativity allowed there's no talking about other leaders in fact that's just something hayden and i don't do in fact everyone knows if there's a problem you probably shouldn't even call them (laughs) we don't entertain that and i've and we just don't it we've created an environment where people like i said like there's truly some people that come into network marketing, they love whatever product it is that they're consuming or service they're providing, and this is a personal development plan for them. Maybe they're not someone that wants to make a six- and seven-figure income. That is fine. We still love them and appreciate them, and that's what we've created, and that's what I'm really proud of. Um, Again, because everybody's looking for community. Everybody's looking for culture. Um, And just building that culture, again, everything rises and falls on leadership. So I just take a look in the mirror every single day and ask myself if I'm showing up, if I'm treating people well. And I'm asking myself all those hard questions just because I just want to create that ripple effect where people can plug in every week and just know that it's a place they can thrive, a place they can grow. Um, And that to me is everything because growing up, like I didn't have that and when I came into network marketing and realized what this profession does for people, it's such a gift. And I just want to keep paying it forward. So I would definitely say just culture, team culture.
2: Yeah. Well, I hear that. I love the white party. What a great idea. You know, just, uh, so many of us, I think rely on, the products and the comp plan as reasons not to quit. Well, you can't quit because the products are good. You can't quit because you either are making money or you can make money. And you are brilliantly in your culture, creating a dozen more reasons for people not to quit. And sometimes that can actually turn into hundreds of reasons why not to quit. And what's in those hundreds of reasons are hundreds of relationships with people on the team that, you know, it's important to people. Relationships are important. And relationships with people can keep people in the game, getting a source of transformational development, a source of inspiration, a source of growth, a source of integrity can keep people in the game it's not just money it's not just products people can get products lots of places people mm-hmm. could be a greeter at walmart and make an extra 500 dollars a month they don't have to be a network marketer we've got to give them a lot of reasons to stay in the game until they till it's their time because you know in in your case both of your cases your time was right away you got in Mm -hmm. and you lit it up and you know, you said something earlier, Emily, about, you know, you, one of the things you learned about your first year was just to stay in touch with all of those people because Mm -hmm. it's not, it's just because people sign up, it doesn't mean it's their time. And, you know, if you stay in touch with people and you provide a warm Mm -hmm. nurturing place every once in a while, they'll light it up, you know, They they just go to one more event, one more event, one more conference call, one more coaching call, one more month on the product, boom, becomes their time.
3: Exactly.
2: Yep. Last question. Um, You mentioned John Maxwell. I had the uh, honor of developing a relationship with John Maxwell through – a neighbor of mine in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, named Ron Purrier. I'm going to tell you just a tiny bit about Ron and I want to ask you a question. So, Ron is a Royal Crown whatever in Amway. Maybe you know, Hayden, what exactly what that is. I think it's a Royal Crown Ambassador. That sounds good. Yeah, last I checked, there were 12 Royal Crown Ambassadors in Amway. And, they, you know, that's a company that does right, almost right at a billion a month. And uh, so, you know, I find it fascinating. You know, here's, here's a company that they've been number one in network marketing as long as anyone can remember. They're about 3 times bigger than second place and you know if you're a top 10 company you're right at about a billion dollars a year and amway does that every month <laughs> it's, <laughs> crazy. it's crazy and ron perrier is uh one of these top amway guys and his most of his group is in korea but you know he's got people all over the world obviously and uh, I think he told me once he has a million people in his group and how I met John Maxwell is Ron every year has John Maxwell come out to Spokane, Washington, which is right by Coeur Idaho mm-hmm. and speak to Ron's team. And Ron basically has his own annual convention in Spokane, Washington. And, uh, always has at least 10,000 people. That's his team. Wow. And he, he has John come and speak to his team, which is uh, Maxwell is, might be more now, a couple of years ago, he was $60,000 plus expenses for him to speak for a couple hours to your group. Um, Ron's Office. His distributorship office is twice as big as my corporate headquarters.
1: Oh my god! And they're only,
2: and they're, they're only about you know ten miles apart. It's his his distributorship office is fifty thousand square feet and four levels. And a beautiful building on about five acres. Hundreds of staff. That's his distributorship. Wow. Ron Perrier. Now he's been in Amway probably 50 years. Really interesting character. Chain smokes. If you can believe it.
3: (laughs) Oh my God.
2: (laughs) huh how about that
1: You better not stop now
2: (laughs) that's right so you know here's my question for the two of you you're how old are you
1: 29 both of us are 29 and 30 right around 29 yep you are the yep
2: you are the future of our profession, and I'm, I'm so inspired because of your character and, and your vision and the way you're building your organization that you're going to do so much to restore honor and integrity to our profession, which so many people in the last 70 years have worked hard to destroy. You're going to restore that. I'm curious as to what your vision is mm. for what you're building long-term. So if I'm interviewing you ten, fifteen 15 years from now, what have you built? And I don't mean the size of your home office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you built? Oh, and, you know, some of that might be numbers, but... What are you doing here?
3: Yeah, it's we, such we a, feel
1: like we're just getting started, so I'll let you. We, you are.
3: We <laughs> we are just getting started. I learn something new every single day, and our generation they they don't object to network marketing. Like they really. Anytime I meet someone my age or even younger, they desire to live through contribution. They it's not it's no longer about the massive house. It's about it's about, you know, living essential. I mean, I talk to so many young people that they just want to contribute. They just want to live life by design. They just want to have fun. You know, it's not about material things. It's about doing things that matter. and. Um, I mean, I take a ton of responsibility to just keep passing the torch and inspiring belief into people that this is the business of the 21st century and this is the true business model where, you know, if you put in the time and continue to put in the time and just maintain consistency and develop yourself, you can have B do anything you want and give and contribute at a high level, whether that's going to Africa or restoring your cities or whatever that is. But, you know, when I look at Like our future, you know, I am committed to personal development and growth. I'm committed to it. I mean, we were just with John Maxwell two weeks ago, and my arm hurt from taking notes, from listening to him for two days. Like I'm taking notes as if it was the first day I ever heard from the man. And that's the same grit and drive and spirit that I will continue to have throughout my years on this earth so I can pass it on. And it's not for me, it's to give it away to somebody else. You know, again, I'm just a normal girl from a small town in Minnesota who grew up, basically raised herself and saw something and broke the family chain. And that's what I wanna do for so many other people. So, I mean, if you look at numbers, like I do have this vision of creating more six and seven figure earners than any other company. I do have that vision. And I tell my team that, and I I tell them that because why? I believe when people don't have to worry about income, they can do more with their life. They contribute on more of a grand scale. But more importantly, to create that kind of income, you have to step into leadership. And that's where true confidence lies. I know for me, I mean, I have just grown as a human being. My heart has grown. Through stepping into leadership and you know it is out of a lot of people's comfort zones and a lot of people don't believe they can be great leaders and that's my mission is to create more six and seven figure earners than any other company and so that someday when my time here on this earth is up people will talk about me just saying you know she's the one that inspired me gave me a belief that I can do this and do it authentically do it authentically Like, that's what I love about this profession. You don't have to be like me or Hayden or Richard or Kimmy or Eric Warrior, anybody like that. Like, the greatest thing about this profession is you get to be more who God created you to be. And that's what the world is looking at through network marketing. The people, I believe, that are growing, they're stepping into authentic leadership. It's not about saying things so it sounds good. It's about being completely authentic and real and raw and sometimes vulnerable when it's right to be vulnerable and that's what wins and I wanna show people that they don't have to hide anymore behind their scars that they can just grow as people and we can restore people and like that's what it's all about. So. I mean, gosh, I'm fired up right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You need need to run down to Starbucks, Emily. (laughs) I do.
3: I do. Like, my heart is, like, on fire, and that's what I mean. You can feel it. Like, I can feel it in my heart. Like, I just, I've had the change happen to me, so I think it's just time to pass it on, you know?
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we're at an hour. We could easily go another hour. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we've all got things to do.
1: <clears throat> I am
2: going to take a prospect that I met on the golf course a couple of days ago, ATVing in the mountains of Lanai, Just Ooh, part yeah, of what awesome. I have to do, part of the daily grind, you know, building a relationship with my newest prospect. That's right. Absolutely. <clears throat> <laughs> <Tough duty. laughs>
3: Rough life. Hey,
2: <laughs> I grandly appreciate uh, not only your time but your uh, focus, your attention, your heart, your honesty, and I am uh, truly inspired by what you two are building and what you're going to build. And I look forward to interviewing again in four or five years. And Watch how your story is compounded geometrically from sixty eight thousand to six hundred and eighty thousand. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um thank you for Absolutely. joining the Bliss Business Hero Call.
1: Yeah, Richard. Thank you so much, and thank you for uh, you know just really leading the right way, doing things the right way out of integrity. We love everything you stand for. Uh, I recommend the four-year career to every single person because I think you put it in such a perspective that why would you not do this beautiful profession? You don't have to go you know shoot for the moon, but have that asset, you know that income-producing asset, and so. I thank you for all the contributions that you've made to this profession and not only, you know, for us but our team and and everybody else that, you know, decides that, hey, they want to be a professional at this and do do it the right way. So thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome.
2: I look forward to seeing you too probably in uh, December, yeah?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. Have a great fall. Thank you all for joining us for Hero Call Number 61. Richard Brook for Bliss Business signing off. Good night, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brook's Network Marketing Heroes podcast. For more invaluable training tools, such as audios, videos, and of course, his best selling books, The Four Year Career and Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com for 10% off your order use the discount code hero at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.